Well, well, here we are in my office on Thimmons Street in Montreal at AVL Media Group. And what do you know? Wednesday morning, I'm waiting for my next guest. And what's happening here? Well, there's uh, drills going on and hammers and shit. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, hell is freezing over. So what's going on is that uh, we're expanding. Business is booming, and uh, we're adding to the building. So we got a bunch of workers on <laughs> right right across the wall from my office, uh, banging away and building this new uh, uh, this new building. So anyway, uh, here we are. Uh, since this is a a podcast, this is a no bullshit podcast. So uh, whatever happens, happens, man. This is real life. So live with it. All right. Okay, so my next guest, Robin Degut, a good friend of mine. Um, this guy is a, a little younger than the uh, most people I'm used to interviewing, and uh, I think that's a good thing because we need to hear from these people. We need to hear what their career is all about and how they're doing. Um, this is a young light guy uh, coming to us from Belgium, actually, and uh, I'm very glad to have him on the show. So... Ladies and gentlemen, here is Robin DeGutt. Hey, drummer boy, hit that thing. Robin, welcome to the Backstage Cowboys podcast, man. How you doing? I'm fine, and you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Here's my uh, first question. Um, you're a Francophone living in Quebec, but originally from Belgium, right? So, here's my question. How's your English? Uh, not bad. Honestly, <laughs> like in, in, in the secondary school, I used to learn a lot of English because it's, it's, it's an important part of the study in Quebec. Like, we don't have that in Belgium, so... Oh, okay. You need to, and I used to work for uh, English companies, so <laughs> I had to... <laughs> Didn't have a choice, Prove really. my chair myself. <laughs> I see. And uh, so, tell me, okay, so let's go back to the origin. Um, so, you're from Belgium. Um, what happened? How... What, you were born there, right? Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I arrived in uh, Canada in um, 2000... Nine, I think. Yeah, nine. Oh, that's recent. Yeah, it's uh. That's recent 10 for years. me because I'm an old fart, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how old are you, by the way? Yeah, I'm 23. 23. Yeah. 23. Would you believe that when I did my first gig, you were not part of this world yet? Uh. <laughs> and and that's that is cool. That is cool because um, makes me younger and younger. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's interesting for you, but it's it's also very cool because we're going to get, you know, the uh, I'm going to pick your brain here because I've been interviewing a lot of uh, old farts like me and people with uh, years and years of experience. And uh, I've been meaning to do this for a long time. I mean, get somebody younger, somebody who's, who's really starting out in his career. And uh, I think that a lot of people will want to know what's going on with you and, and how you're doing this. So let's go back to, uh, yeah, so you, you came over from Belgium, I guess, with your parents, I suppose. Yeah, all the families. Okay, so, um, and so in 2009, that means you were, what, 10? Uh, 11 like or 12, I don't really, it's 10 years this year. Okay. So, yeah, I was in secondary two, so. Okay, so how did, how did that happen? I mean, how... How did you live with that? I mean, you start your life in a country, then you move to another country. Uh, how did you adapt? I, I think it was at, a, at the right time of my life because I, I just started secondary school. So I lost some primary friends and you start new friends. But like since you know that you are leaving, it's it's quite different. So when you arrive here, it's, it's a new life, but... I don't think at 12 years old it's a real new life. Yeah, it's an easy uh, adaptation, right? Yeah, it's it's difficult, but we were together with the family, so it was easier than if you just pitch yourself alone in another country. Yeah, I suppose. And at 12, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how did you start your career? First of all, what is it you do exactly right now? 
Actually, I'm the technical director for Emosso. It's a lighting, video, and sound uh, companies in Mont-Tremblant. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a freelancer lighting designer for external contracts around Quebec province. So Saguenay, Quebec, Montreal, sometimes Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that makes like... I, I'm, I'm young, so I don't have that much experiences, but... Yeah, for, for now, it's a technical director in Mont-Tremblant, into the nature, and... Well, for a young guy, I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I hope you you are not the only one to think this. <laughs> yeah, because I know a lot of people your age are still pushing cases and, 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 and loading trucks, and I do believe you're doing that too, right? Yeah, I think... Of it, course, everybody it's a, does it's that. An, yeah, it's an entire part of the job that we have to do, and yeah, like yeah. it's not because I'm loading a truck that I'm lost. I'm losing my time. It's it's a part of a gig. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how did you wind up doing this? What happened? I mean, did you start doing this in school or? Uh, yeah, no, it's complicated. But I started in secondary. Like I, I, I loved the video section of of all the shows we we did in the school. And I said, why we don't keep trust? Like we why we don't keep something from these shows so i just started recording them so I, I i ran the cameras i edited everything and i make sure like we can do a dvd of every shows with it and i start i, I think as everything starts from that and after years i met people and i tried and i start to to do gigs um so at the beginning it was like rolling cables and mm -hmm. understanding how it works because this is all we start in that in that field well that's interesting i start i met people i started doing gigs that's easy to say what i'd like to know who did you meet and how i met someone who's called charles um in joliet um and he was yes i i saw him on a gig and i said hey I want to work with you. Yeah, you look fine, and I want to learn things because I, I like the way it was like the industry was looking at that time. And I said, and he said, okay, so let's start. And I did one, two, three, four, five gigs, and finally we do a lot of shows together. And and, and yeah, I I start with that guy, and honestly, it wasn't big gigs. It was like little gigs from here and there, and but I think it's on those kind of events and uh, those kind of shows that you learn the most mm. uh, that you learn little thing that said oh okay you need to do that like this and not like that and i think yeah i i start i definitely start with this guy yeah exactly as, as a recording technician. yeah okay for a video guy for a uh, video guy okay and who were you doing those shows for you you were working right you were being paid yeah, I, I was i was at uh in my uh, secondary school uh -huh. and at, that's at, at that moment that i was recording a show like because that my school did like seven or eight show per year okay so that's how you started off in the business yeah and and how did you wind up because i know your expertise is lighting right um how did you wind up doing lighting i thought school was boring for me because <laughs> i didn't find my place at school because for a lot of reason and i don't think it's the place to talk about it but and and i used to like i started to work in montreal mm -hmm. i said if I don't have my place here, why don't I, why, why I'm not going somewhere where I can find something that I love? And I fell in a company named Total, and I did, I think, two and a half years with them. Uh -huh. um, so part-time because I was in school. So every week I came in Montreal, five hours road to do gigs and then going back into Saguenay, five hours road. So, yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I used to, like, I, I worked with them and it was an, an, an amazing experience for my, for my age. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you're on a gig, like, you find something more interesting. I, I, I hate sound. Honestly, let's talk about it. I hate sound. I don't understand why. Like, I understand how to do it, but I don't really understand... Oh, it's really working because you can't really see some. Yeah, that's and true. Yeah, I'm a visual guy, so let's start from that. And it's video or lighting, and mm. I like video, but video is more complicated. And there's like things that 
make me feel uncomfortable at school with the video section of it because I think the school ruined my video career because <laughs> I didn't like it. So okay. if I don't like school that teach me videos, I probably won't love yeah. video. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I said, okay, go for lighting. And I like the way to light object and and yeah, to see how creative lights can be. Oh yeah, like well you, that's that's how I started too, because I started off doing sound also, and I wasn't very good at it, and because basically I didn't understand it totally, and maybe I just wasn't interested, and and yeah, lights can really be—it's more artistic, it's more creative, and yeah, that's how I got involved. So I can relate to what you've been through. So I guess twenty-five years apart, <laughs> story remains the same, right? Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I guess that's uh, that's about when you discovered Avolite, because I know you work a lot with Avolite boards, right? Yeah. yeah. I got to talk about those because, you know, they're my favorite. Sure, I mean, exactly. All the other boards are good, but this one's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like for us, I yes. Got, I got some friends who wouldn't be, who wouldn't agree, but I, I don't care. It's my podcast. I'll say it anyway. Same for me. <laughs> but I used to start with Amy, okay, and I and I still like Amy for a few occasions, but it's really rare. And <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I already have a, a Naval Light logo tattooed on my cast, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that's going to be the picture of the uh, of the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to use that picture. Yeah, I've never seen this before. The guy's wearing a cast. Okay, he got an operation on his on his wrist, and uh, he had Avolites tattooed on his cast. But I mean, the beautiful logo, really, really well done. Your mother did that, right? Yeah, yeah, red on white. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to publish that picture with your permission. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> beautiful. So, so yeah, Avolite. It's um yeah, it's um. I think exactly like you found your perfect car for you. I think I think a soundboard, a soundboard, a lighting board, a video controller, something like this is like you feel it. And if you don't feel it, it's not really your mm. equipment and not your uh, zone of, zone of comfort. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a matter of style also. If your way of doing things and yeah, exactly and. Yeah. Avolite, I think it's the best uh, way to work for me because it's intuitive. It's uh, it's not black, and I don't blame Blackboard. <laughs> okay, like MA one, I, I I don't blame that. It's just that I feel it's just like we live in a black world, like black for the show, black black clothes. Uh, everything is black, and it's and it's shadow and everything. So I think a naval light board, white, it's just bringing. But it'll light. I so agree with you because I'm from the era where you'd buy a sound system and the frame would be made of wood, real wood, and the front would be chrome. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now I, I'm, wow. I'm, you know, Marantz amplifiers and, uh, and you know, and I got used to that. I big chrome buttons. Maybe that's why I, um, when when Martin came up with the Max's board. They had these big chrome buttons. I would love that board. Mm -hmm. It would crash on me all the time, but it didn't matter. I love the board. I love the big buttons, you know? Yeah, like, the, like the sapphire. <laughs> like the sapphire, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and and when they came out with all this black black on black stuff, which started, uh, you know, around late 80s, uh, 90s, I guess, where you'd buy a sound system, a TV, um, a, a DVD system, whatever, uh, home cinema, everything is black on black. Everything. So yeah, try to find the button. Everything is black. Yeah, it's In. you can't see it. Well, especially at my age, I can't see anything anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> and especially being a, a light guy, yeah, yeah. The doctor says don't look at the light anymore. Okay, <laughs> well, I got to retire then. <laughs> okay, so tell me, what do you like the most about your work? What I like the most, every day is different. I, I think I think everyone in this industry is, I, I think things the same about this, but it's it, like you work, you walk at home, you work, take two, <laughs> you walk on work and you said, okay, what are we doing today? It's every show is different. Every yeah. little gig is different. Every big gig is different. And even if it's a show tour, because I already did one and it's the same setup, but in, in a different room, in a different space. And like everything is changing and you need to not redo 
the same thing every day, but you need to adapt. Yeah, adapt, mm. and you see different things every day, and that that's what is the most amazing thing in our industry, I think. Ah, that 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 is such a great answer. You're totally right. Um, I'm an anti, an anti, anti, anti. I still got to work on my English. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like routine. No. Okay. Exactly. I. I I like to get up in the morning and not know ahead of time what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, and the day after, and, and, and for the upcoming years. So, of course, this is this is one of the uh, uh, businesses you can work in and not know what to expect. Even yeah. even if you have an idea, there's always <laughs> there's always surprises. Exactly. And when you are tired of this, I think you're done. And I, I saw. Why are you looking you... at me? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but. It's when you and that's okay if you if you just s lose this little spark inside of you because you are tired of don't know what you are doing today or tomorrow of and that's okay like at some point you just you just need it and there's still possibilities to work in our industry with more routine section of it like example in in an office or or something not especially on on the show on the event so mm -hmm. but it's it's still something that is part of us like don't really know what you are doing in probably like i don't know six seven eight ten hours like next day is tomorrow and tomorrow you don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you don't even know how many hours you're going to be working exactly how many times have i done 36 hours in a row and slept backstage in a bunch of curtains yeah i yeah. i Beijing message. Yeah, it's an office. What can I say? <laughs> you know, like I said, this is the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah we were remember. talking about uh, many hours in a row or oh, not, yeah. not knowing how long you're going to work. Yeah, and, and you sleep backstage because you do like 24 hours in a row. And I loved it. And it wasn't a pass. Because honestly, like... I'm 23, but it doesn't matter. 23, 50, 40, 30. You you don't really care. Like it's not human to do like 30 hours in a row. Or, no, okay, absolutely. I, I'll do it. It'll catch up <laughs> to you eventually. Exactly. Yeah. And you're in a bad mood after, and everything is like. Sometimes it's really difficult, and you are doing a hundred, hundred, ten hours a week. Uh -huh. Like, it can happen. And honestly, I did it, and that. That's fine, but sometimes it's really difficult. And <laughs> yeah, it's something that turns off sometimes. And and those days, you can say, fuck, I, I'm going to stay in my bed. <laughs> well, yeah. You see, the thing is, the difference between uh, between being 25 or 55 is that uh, it, when you do that kind of shift, when you're 25, you don't feel like getting up the next day. If you're 55, you don't get up the next day. The <laughs> exactly. machine will not start. It, it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, at 23, you get up, but it's it's just more difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, have you worked with, you know, this is a cliche question, but I have to ask it. Have you worked with celebrities, uh, politicians, uh, stars, uh, you know, well-known people? Yeah. Like a lot of time, okay. but honestly, most of them are exactly you, like you and me. Exactly. Like, yeah. Most of them come up on the stage, like during the soundcheck example, and said hello to everyone, and mm -hmm. like you, you don't, you don't expect that from them when you don't work in that industry. And yes, I, I, I work for like a lot of people, and I, I don't remember one particularly because. Like they are really kind, really, really like in the mood of their show, so they don't really like consider themselves as superior as as you. Like yeah, they yeah, need to perform. They know that, so they're concentrated. Oh yeah, there's yeah, knuckleheads, but, but there's knuckleheads behind the board too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, I and and, and and yeah. Sometimes it was like the coolest show ever, and sometimes it was the baddest show ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, can you relate to um, a highlight in your career? I mean, something that really, really pushed you or, or something that really carried you away that you were very, very excited about. Is there a particular moment that, that happened that you'd like to, to share with us that, that, that really marked your career? 
Yes. Yes, there was. Um, it wasn't. The, uh, it wasn't even with total events. Um, it was a, a huge, 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 huge event in Montreal. Um, and on that show, I had like 200 moving or something. I don't mm. remember the, the count precisely, uh, including the cocktails and every fixtures in the room. So, and like it was a real big show for me. And yeah, I think at that moment I knew like. First, I stressed, uh, <laughs> no but kidding. I think it's normal because honestly, like, and this company trust me a lot, and they they pushed me in the back and said, "Okay, Robin, you're able to, you're able to," and I think I did it. Um, if someone asked me if it was great, I would say yes, but it can be better, and uh, I think every show be can be better. Yeah. Like, if you give me like ten more hours to program it will be better if you give me like an hour more it will be better so mm. yeah i think that show like in september 2017 was one of the biggest show i ever did 2017 that, that was that's yeah one years ago yeah yeah, yeah around last year ago. yeah yeah it was a really amazing like well that. it's you know the uh the thing that we're never satisfied with our work yeah, that that's a common thing i mean we 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 would all we because it's creative. Yeah. So we'd like to push it further. We'd like to do more, especially if you have 200 moving lights. There's so many things you can do. I mean, with eight moving lights. So imagine 200. Exactly. You'd like to take a year <laughs> to program that and, and do some amazing stuff with it. And normally you have, what, four hours, something like that. Maybe a half a day if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like on shows, that's something. And on on corporate even it's totally different because example on that show i was pin spotting um pin spotting table with field oh classic three thousand five hundred something mm -hmm. and like and you can't really like pin spot all the table if the tables are not in place yep so you need to wait for this and yep. it's like everything is like merged together and you need to work with everything at the same time yeah and still having the same results yeah at and, the end. and at the same time sometimes people are focusing some lights so you got to turn those on for them yeah exactly in an incremental mode because okay we're up to this one now turn this one on to, now turn this one on and through through that throughout that you're programming your stuff and throughout that you got the um uh, the party planner who's trying to give you some instructions as to what's going on and uh, exactly and then you might have an artist <laughs> or two that are, are coming up to you, explaining to you what they need, and you gotta manage all that at the same time. Yeah, exactly, and that, so. that's why I think movings are the, the best instrument that we can have as a lighting designer at a board. Because honestly, on that big show, I had any traditional lighting. No one. All movers. Exactly, so all movers. Yeah. once everything is, at, is in the setting, everything is fine. Hmm. I do whatever I want. So I think it's something good and bad at the same time because you need to do everything by yourself yeah. and you are the only one to blame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you will have a big responsibility in that in in that kind of event. And yeah. Yeah, well as you say it's it's a good thing because you have full control and if you need to turn around on a dime you can. The thing is, uh, first of all you need to be to have the skills to do it. Yeah. That's one thing. So at a certain level you can do that. And we're always evolving. So I remember some of the first gigs I did where I was able to do this and do that and do that. And uh, maybe 10 years later, I find out that all that, that I was glad that I was able to do within the time frame I was given, um, 10 years later, I would sit down for 20 minutes, get everything done, and then go for supper, have a couple beers, and, exactly. and come back. Whereas before, I'd run out of time to do the same thing. Exactly. So, um, and that's probably where it becomes dangerous because when you start being on top of things, uh, you get bored. Yeah, so. and <laughs> when you get bored, you do your work just as a work and you don't push the creativity at the limit of what you can do. And it happened to me sometimes. Honestly, oh, yeah. like we all have those shows you s on which you said, that's good, looking great. But you don't like the client. You don't like the team. You don't like something. And it's a, okay, it looks good, 
And I don't want to push forward. <laughs> well, you <laughs> it know, happens sometimes, that's I've it. said this many times and I'll say it again. I've done so many gigs where I was 40% of myself and the client was very satisfied. Yeah. And it, it was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. up to a certain point, you start asking yourself, am I doing a show for myself? I mean, all these fancy things I'm doing, are people really noticing? Especially if you're doing a dance floor. I mean, people aren't dancing. They got the lights in their faces. Whatever you do, as long as it changes color and it <laughs> strobes and moves, whatever, they're happy. They're doing their thing. And then if the DJ tweaks the sound, you just go like, I don't know, dim it out and then bring it back at the same time. And it's all a matter of timing, right? You yeah. do this one cue, the crowd jumps up, then you're good. You can put it on autopilot, go out and have a smoke. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, but, but at some point when you do this kind of show, it's like, okay, you were having fun, but... When you reach the 100 of what you was able to do for that show in the time you had, yeah, I think it's that moment that you feel at your place. Like honestly, when when you can said, when you can say, okay, I saved the show before going for lunch or for mm. dinner or for whatever, and you said, I'm ready. Oh, it looks good. It's like wow. It's it's a great feeling. Doesn't yeah. happen some like every doesn't time, happen but very <laughs> often. No, but it's a great feeling. Yes, I do. I do remember uh, having everything down and everything planned for, and all I had to do was press go. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great feeling because you can actually enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at yeah. some like yeah, but you still have one button to push <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm gonna take you elsewhere right now. Um, we've been talking about lights and, uh, and your, your job. Um, I, there's something I would like to talk about. I know you bought an electric car. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a car guy. Uh -huh. I, I love cars. And I, you know, even though it's not the topic of the show, I mean, let's talk about it. How's your experience with that? Uh, g really great, yeah. honestly. Like, it's, uh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like you save a lot of money and a lot of penguins. <laughs> yeah. And no, honestly, that that's for the price. I think it's a great way to first reduce the cost of your transportation and reduce the 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 gas emission that you you are uh, yeah. you have yeah with and, the, and we really have to take care of that I mean, yeah honestly so that's yeah that's one of the first step why i did that because i used to do a lot of road when i was studying and honestly it was like 80 dollars a week uh to do the road so hmm. like 80 dollars dollars a week of gas it's a lot of gas and i said okay stop so let's have an electric car but well i wasn't able to buy one when i was in, in school because the wrench wasn't high enough and everything so i had some uh, some um, restriction yeah for, yeah for the distance exactly yeah. but now i i i, I bought the, this car when i was in montreal so and it's like it's amazing to have no sound in the car <laughs> yeah. and yeah it's it's a total different feeling okay and you haven't driven it in winter yet right not yet okay so we're gonna have to talk about that next year yeah probably because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i'm thinking about it seriously i mean me it's a hundred bucks a week in gas oh yeah okay plus everything else that comes with a owning a gas operated car So I'm thinking about it, and uh, at the same time, I need to know what's going to happen when I get stuck in traffic at minus 30. Um, uh, honestly, you, you have, like, the eater and everything in the car. So well, normally, I, I like to be somewhat comfortable. Um, you know, if, if I'm not freezing, that's a good thing, right? And if my <laughs> windows aren't all fogged up, that's a good thing, too. So, I mean, up to a certain point, you, you, need, uh, uh, you, know, you need to have your things running, right? Sure. And so. yeah, if you are living like 200 kilometers away from work, yeah, I think it it might be difficult in the winter. But when you are living in a distant distance, I think it's it's one of the best way to like, yeah, save money also. Because yes, the car is more expensive, like more expensive. Yes, but not depending on which car you, you are mm -hmm. buying. And I... Like when you do the calculation of everything, the gas and everything versus the electricity, you win a lot of money. 
like at the end when you finish to pay the car it's like why you won't buy this mm. instead of something else like i i don't understand people who said yeah the range is not high enough now what are you doing per day like are, are you really doing like 300 kilometer a day mm. it's tell me this and i said wow you crazy yeah. man <laughs> well no some people do it but i mean for those special for occasions those kind of people, you can yeah, either exactly. rent a car or get a hybrid exactly yeah okay so back to uh stage works sure <laughs> <laughs> hey here's a funky question because because of your age i can ask this question like we know where you are now you're technical director and you're taking care of a bunch of gigs and all that so uh, how much time do we have left a lot a lot good yeah, sure. okay yeah just uh, I, i know at you least need to be 40 uh, minutes <laughs> oh good great um okay so i'd like to know at this point in your career um i know you've reached something that that you enjoy and and you like doing where do you see yourself in the future like in 10 15 years how do you how do you plan that what what's the what's the vision you have for for your career and and, and your life your personal life uh we'll talk about the career first and then i'd like to get your impression on your personal life um it's a tricky question <laughs> of course i love tricky questions because <laughs> yeah i'm working in a company so if i said i want to leave the company like it won't work but <laughs> i honestly i think it like day by day So it's a yeah it's a tricky question because it's uh I like what I'm doing right now and will I'm doing it all my life I don't know like it's depend of like all the opportunities that you have because if I'm working for a maçon right now it's a it's a total chance because I didn't plan to work for them it came to me and I said, yeah, why not? Because I'm working for them since a long time. And I said, yes, so let's go. I, I I don't know at what point if someone else came to me and come to me and say, do you want to work with me for this kind of project? Blah, 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 blah. Will I say yes or no? I, I, don't, I don't really know. It's uh, like for sure, I, I still continue to do lighting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely sure. Um, For which kind of event, I don't know. Like, it can be shows, can be events, it can be... Like, and for sure, continue to be a technical director also, because I see that technical director is a... It's not only a department. You need to know a lot of everything, and I think that's what what's interesting. Yeah, learning things about everything, and I'm a curious guy, so I like to... Even if I don't like the sound and operate sounds, I like to understand why you do this like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to like always be update up to date in our industry. So yeah, it's definitely doing lighting and a technical director for uh, maybe MSO for like the rest of my life. Why? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? Let's talk about money. Money. How? Yeah. Okay. You can you can throw numbers at me, or you can decide not to throw numbers at me. That's your decision. But how? I mean, how how are you living with the uh, with the pay you're making? First of all, I, I guess you're getting steady pay, right? Since you're full time. Yeah, and it's really different to deal with that. <laughs> well, of yeah, because normally we're 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 freelancers, right? We would get paid by the gig. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you like most of the time running after the client because they don't really pay you <laughs> at the time yeah. it's like oh my god yeah. and yeah so honestly like I i'll talk about myself as a as a freelance lighting technician lighting designer i think honestly like you can really target a sixty thousand a year mm -hmm. like all in taxing and everything so like less taxes less um apple Yeah. Say that yeah, in income tax. Yeah, income tax. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something reasonable. When like you can really charge sixty thousand a year when you just leave school and you just get your diploma. Of it's course. like it's yeah. not something that you can do, but at some point that's something realist, honestly, mm -hmm. uh to to be able to do in Montreal. For the for the other city I don't know. So but yeah, it's um and freelance is different than to be an employee of a company it's uh, it's two different things so you don't look at the same at the same part of your income money uh-huh okay and 
So are you satisfied with what you're making now or do you have goals to to go bigger? Honestly, like I'm a human, so mm-hmm. if you give me more it will be better. Of course. Like <laughs> but honestly, I'm totally satisfied with what I have actually. Cool. So. Okay, so um I know you're a naval lights guy. Um Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, we've talked about that before. Uh because of the tattoo on your cast and, and and I know you also own, own your own board. Yeah. You own a Tiger Touch. Absolutely. Two. Two. Tiger <laughs> Touch 2. May I precise. Um okay, so tell me what made you fork out the money and buy your own lighting console? I had a lot of contract that need um that need to rent a board. So in Montreal unfortunately there's like few companies that own Evolite and most of them don't rent it. Mm. So all the biggest shop in Montreal don't have them. So if if I'm using an Evolite and I'm comfortable and I'm able to do everything what I want with the board, it's an Evolite and I can't rent it. Why? Like it's a bit complicated. So I said why not to buy mine and doing my shows with it and and in came in my life and uh okay so Claude I want a board and I bought a board. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. So I uh, you know I'm 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 playing innocent here. I sold it to you so. <laughs> <laughs> but um so how's that been working out for you? I mean, what you paid for the board compared to how it's uh how it's generating for you? How's that working out? Yeah, that's um uh, like I checked how many shows need a board per year that I have to rent and it came as like it's ridiculous to rent a board because in four to five years the board will be paid like full 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 paid mm. even if like if if i have the show that i plan to have actually i have more show than i think to have so the board will be paid in like three four four years so right. i think that's at that point that you have to um to to decide what you are doing because when you buy a board you're every time in your stuff you know what you have in your hands you know it works precisely you know the little bugs that this board have you know them every time you know what to do you know and it's better to to have your proper equipment because you know the quality of it yeah and you have no surprises sometimes but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but Generally, you you come on the show and you know exactly what you are doing. Yeah, and once it's paid for, it's yours for life, right? Exactly. And uh, and you also have the support. I mean, if there's uh, if there's something that needs to be upgraded, or if 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 you're ever in a pickle, you know, you can always call me. Exactly. Yeah. Also, <laughs> and I will never leave you stranded. The out there, proper question me. will be sent to the proper person in Avalite, and that's what I like. It's like it's doing. Is doing its path, but by himself, and you generally have um, an answer like quite rapidly from Evolite. So yeah, the people in the UK are really, really on the ball with this. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's really appreciated with the, this brand of board. And I noticed that you kind of personalized your board, right? You've got these little green and orange tapes all around the windows and all around the keys and everything. And what's the story with that? Okay, like it's a whiteboard. So with the uh, with the little light on the board, sometimes it's too bright. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't you the guy saying you prefer white than black? Yeah, I prefer white because it's it's <laughs> it's a lot more better. But sometimes when you are in a, a room which is really black and you have not that much lighting, sometimes your little light is too bright. So what I'm gonna do is I put a filter on my light mm-hmm. and I put camera a fluo camera tape to see the the section that I need okay, to see. Okay, so rapidly. that's camera tape you put on there. Yeah, exactly. Fluorescent. Yeah, and I sometimes I remove oh. it, clean it, and put it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's around the screen, around the the major button I have, so the master, um, my group master most of the time, and the go section. Okay. Mostly that's the section that I I want to like see when I just look down. <laughs> And it's just more cute. It's more better. Like I, 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 I prefer to be to have a personalized board than just a, a surface, and that's it. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I've I've personalized many boards in the past, and I don't know if I've said this before, but it's just too funny. I have to say it again. I used to work with a Compulite Spark mm-hmm. back in the day, right? And I had this two strips of tape on the right of the board, and the, I was bringing down like two columns of numbers. So I had numbers on the left piece of tape, and I had numbers on the right piece of tape, and I was writing numbers as we were going along, you know, especially if I was doing a corporate event or, or a party or something. I did a lot of parties. And and I was writing these numbers, and it, it would be so satisfactory for me when people asked me what were those numbers because they looked like Q numbers and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. they, it really looked scientific. I, 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 people thought I, I really knew what I was doing, um, which was not the case. Uh, what it was actually was the left column was the time of day. Okay, so what, whatever time it was, I'd write down the time. So if it was like, uh, I don't know, uh, 9.45, I'd write 9.45. So people think that's Q945. No, it's 9.45. <laughs> and, and, and the number right next to it was the, the amount of money I was up to at that time <laughs> because I would charge by the hour. So I would d- update every 15 minutes, and that would remind me why I was there. <laughs> Amazing. But funny enough, when I started doing those parties um, in, early in my career, I I remember feeling funny. I, I felt like, okay, I'm having fun here, um, and I'm doing this party, and I'm I'm swinging all these lights around, and this is really cool. Um, shouldn't I be working? Like, shouldn't I be doing something serious? And all of a sudden, I started thinking, well, oh yeah, I'm paid for this. I'm actually I'm actually well paid for this. <laughs> And you can actually earn a living like swinging lights for birthday parties. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of gigs out there that people don't know about. Um, all right, so we're headed towards the end of this interview, and there's always this one question I I, I like to ask, and uh, coming from you, I I can't wait to hear the answer. Um, do you have any advice you'd like to give to people who are starting off in this business? Yeah, that's another true tricky question because uh, it depends on everyone Yeah. but I think one of the most important thing when you start being in front of a board in front of a show and you have the entire control of what people see is that trust yourself it's one of like it, it's really difficult at the beginning like Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing... Is, is, is it beautiful? Is it cool? Uh, does a client like it? Um, all these kind of questions, you still ask. I, I still ask myself this kind of question. And But the thing is, sometimes um, when I start um, to work for like others' companies and many companies, sometimes people ask me, are you able to do it? And that's that's a really interesting question like am i able to do it the answer is no (laughs) will i do it the answer is yes so i'm able to do it but i never did it yeah and i know that like i i saw people doing it i know exactly which menu to go where to go what to set up and when people ask you, like, are you able to do it? Yes. Mm-hmm. But if they ask you, did you do it? Yes. <laughs> the answer <laughs> is yes. Like, I don't say, like, don't place yourself in a bad um, position. Like, only do it step by step with things that you are absolutely sure that you can do it. And if this is the case, you like, you grow up, like, slowly and you'll be able to do things that that sometimes people of your age or people of or other technicians are not able to do mm-hmm. and sometimes it's um you just need to like yeah walk on on your ego yeah. and said i'll do it and and it, this is stressful oh yeah but this is one of the most important advice that i I would give someone it's like trust yourself and hear other people because we are in in a in a in an industry that it's relationship like it's entertainment but it's relationship so you need to work with other people it's not a lonely and 
a lonely work you are not the only one on your team so hear what people can give you um, generally it's uh, people um, and technician that are more um, more experienced more um, more old than you mm -hmm. older than you yeah. and you need to like sometimes you take it and sometimes you don't take it yeah because but i think it's important to merge everything and said okay that that's the way we do it so and like follow the advice that some people can give you it can bring you like at another level and i would like to thank you someone in 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 my career which is andrew from total um he really gives me the opportunities the the advice and little trick that makes me a better lighting designer than i could be today yeah we all we all have somebody who pushed us in the ass to, to surpass ourselves and, and go further and you know we it's it's good not to be afraid to walk towards the unknown and we we keep doing that all the time but uh the first times you do it sometimes it it's it's very stressful and i've always said and this i've said early i've said this earlier on in my career you want to grow in this industry accept the gig you know you can't do exactly and that and that might sound extremely dangerous but at the same time you you have to take into consideration up to what point you're going to take a risk um yeah don't ruin the gig yeah yeah <laughs> that's please. not the point don't here, fuck buddy. up the show exactly. um or or don't do it on purpose anyway <laughs> <laughs> but that's but bad. the thing is i mean i've i've always done that i've always accepted gigs i knew i wasn't quite there but i was not far off so uh, i have to admit the night before i did not sleep i was at the shop playing with the board and trying to figure out how i was going to get myself out of that one exactly and, and the next evening when there are there are situations where you do get stuck and i was lucky enough to get away with it because it's lighting right yeah so if it's if it's not the right color um you're not going to get killed uh for as uh, the sound man if if there's no sound coming out then he get he has a problem yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> that's why there are a lot fewer sound men than there are uh lighting guys out there um but the thing is if if you do take that chance that forces you to push forward and it also it also forces you to get ready exactly because you don't want to kill yourself on a gig you don't want to ruin your reputation especially exactly. if you don't have one you don't want to get the reputation of the guy who fucks up the show yeah yeah exactly you want to get one but the right one <laughs> yeah exactly and, exactly and that that came with listening the advice then a folder technician that oh, you yeah. are with yeah and like i'm able to do a lot of things in video I, i'm not like a head video guy like properly talk about but i'm like i did a lot of things in video and most of the time in video when people ask me are you able to do it the answer was yes but mm -hmm. i never did it yeah. and did it happen great and everything went great the answer is yes because i was ready to do it and some if you ask me do you want to blend like 15 projectors to get no the answer is no yeah. <laughs> i'm not there but yeah. if you ask me to blend like two three screen two projector and yes the, the answer is yes um and yeah it's really important to do the balance between like are you able to do it versus are you able to ruin it yeah oh because yeah what a good question exactly and this is really important because you you can't ruin ruin a, a production like even if it's a it's a show it's an event it's a like they don't pay you it doesn't matter it's not a question of like money it's not a question of anything it's a question of your reputation and your abilities to do the job in the proper condition yeah but you guys are lucky today because you have a facebook um you've got Sometimes social Facebook networks. can be really bitchy. It can be bitchy, but <laughs> it, it's also a wealth of information. Exactly. I did not have that when I started off. So if I wasn't able to call up the guy I know who has the answer, and if I was lucky enough, you know, to to have the guy wanting to talk to me and give me uh, some some information, if I didn't have that, then tough luck, man. Read the manual. 
but you know <laughs> yeah exactly and you know you know like me that every time you're looking for something specific you never find it in the manual no generally no <laughs> yeah, exactly or it's there but you just don't know how to search for it yeah or it's not explained precisely in that kind of condition but I, yeah facebook is great but i i don't use facebook that often honestly i I think at the I'm at the border of the people who use Facebook and people who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, I ask few questions, but it's not the first place when I'm going to to find information. I prefer to call few people so, yeah. like because yeah. it's it's the best way to entertain your uh, your contact and you want that to too, yeah. yeah you want to speak with people and n like know they are still alive and <laughs> you want us. Uh, them to think you are still alive also so yeah it's really important and i've had lots of calls i mean especially later on in my career i've had lots of calls from guys who well to whom i taught you know you know i did a lot of training uh and some other guys who to whom i didn't teach but they they know that i've been doing this so they'll call me up and ask me for advice and i'm always very glad to help them out It's a pleasure for me to answer the question. The only time where I have a problem with that is when you, it's the third time you call me with the same question. Yeah, it's like... Now yeah, there's yeah. a problem. Now you're you're relying on this, right? I mean, if you, sometimes I'll just say, listen, you're not going to like my answer. Open the manual, look it up. I guarantee next time you won't have that question. You'll remember it. If you, you know, Page if you bust seven. your ass <laughs> trying to find the answer, believe me, you'll remember. Yeah, exactly. And that's... <laughs> Like yeah, sometimes with Evil Light that happened to me like few times. You like with the previous version of of the software, like you can't do something, mm. and it's like, and you search and you search and you search and you search, and when you are looking at something like a lot of hours, hours and hours and hours, like you remember it the next time. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to lose like two hours another time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It it's part of the. Uh... It's part of the experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and even I'm the same way. If I sit down and I'm let's say I'm going through training and people are explaining to me, okay, this is how this works, this is how this works, you can be guaranteed that I will not remember a thing. Exactly. But, uh, unless yeah. I'm doing it for myself. Exactly. And yeah. you need to, yeah. And when people ask me, oh, can you just teach me the base of Evolite? I said, okay, yes, but try to play with it before yeah. like try to be at at, at some point mm. like where on the way where you want to go with that yeah, board like yeah. and if you have specific question and everything yeah i can answer it but i i won't give you all the answer like this is your show play it mm. no it's not no it's not the no point. that's it and and the way i like to teach uh, yeah, it's it's an unconventional method i have is i'll show you just enough and i used to teach music and i did the same thing I'll show you how to read music. After that, let's have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Tell me what you listen to, and I'll write it down, and that's what you're playing. So well, you'll start by showing them how to operate the show, and then right. they learn how to patch it. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, actually, how to get your get around, be able to, to patch a fixture and be able to do a, a basic cue. Okay, now you can do that. Cool. Go ahead and play with it. Exactly. Because you learn mechanics both hands under the hood right? exactly and oh, oh oh do i need to do it because i want to do this kind of cue mm -hmm. and then you are like oh my god oh what i'm gonna do and you look at it you look at it you look at it oh you find yeah and at answer. that point when you've been playing around with it for a while and that's how i teach i mean okay you guys know enough like within an hour you can navigate through the board you can do a couple things you can move some lights wiggle wiggle good all right after that go ahead do stuff Yeah, and I, honestly, and if, I started like this. If you like get this. stuck, tell me. I'll show you what the next step is, and then I'll stop again and let you play with it until yeah. you get stuck again. And I think that's the best learning method. Yep, yeah, I, I learned Amy one uh, with little tutorial on internet from Amy. Oh, you too? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. And Okay, so you understand how it works and everything, so I switch really fast to Amy 2. <laughs> yeah, you saw it on internet. I have the DVD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still same, have it. <laughs> same, yeah, same video, different format. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you, like, on the tutorial, you can ask questions to the girl, like, oh, we do it. The girl still continues to speak and speak, and so you do it, and when you understand how to do it and what you are doing, because... 
doing it is something, but understand why you are doing it something else. So why am I patching fixtures? What is a fixtures? Mm-hmm. Like most of of lighting technician that I can ask this kind of question, what is a fixtures? Mm-hmm. Like some people can't answer me. Like, yeah. dude, like a fixture, it's it's a base. It's like you are you are lighting technician. I don't speak about lighting designer. I, I speak about lighting technician. It's like fixtures, base, base work. So understand what you are playing with and which parameters is what. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes people like one of one guy that I used to work with asked me, "Can you explain me the tracking?" Okay, first tracking is one of the most complicated thing in lighting. It's yeah. it's really difficult to make it like following everything. And this is, I think it's one of the last thing that you should learn on, on a lighting board. After like controlling every parameters, every hue and everything, you need to understand what is it before trying to do it. Like what is tracking? What is the difference between this and this and this? And how do you build a tracking list and oh like and sometimes people just okay i know how to work with that board okay but you don't know what is tracking you don't know what is a pre-fader queue uh what is a post-fader queue for the sun example mm. and so like why how do you want to do some work if you don't really understand what you are playing with yeah. and yeah i think it's the base and one of the best book i read for um for this is the um Automated Lighting Programmer Handbook from Brad Schiller. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a really interesting book. It's it's talking about the like all the basic concept of lighting, really about patching and saving your show. It's like the base, but it can exp- it refresh the people who knows it. It refresh them to hey, you need to save the show, and it explain you in a good way to understand how he pro his programming because it's not telling you how to patch your fixer it, it's explaining you why you need to patch them and in which order you need to do it uh-huh. and i thought it, it's a, it's an interesting book to read what's that book again it's a automated automated lighting programmers handbook from brad schiller brad schiller automated it's lighting programmers handbook Tome two, I think. Tome two, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a new version of it, but it's a right. really, it's a really, and and he did a lot of gig, and he, he's telling you like why he did that and not that, and explain his experience because he's a, uh, he was the lighting designer of Metallica, oh. I think, yeah, and he did uh, the Olympic in Sydney, and so he did a lot of big gigs, so, and it's interesting to see it, like, just when if you know it just read it and you said oh, okay i know it i know it I, oh okay i'm not working like this but it's working too so you see different way to do something oh i'll have to give him a call and get him on the show yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't have his contact card sorry that's okay i'll find him <laughs> i'm pretty good at that <laughs> he'll probably be at ldi anyway <laughs> so it Hey, listen, Robin, it was a great pleasure to have you here. Yeah, my pleasure, too. Uh, really appreciate it. I'm glad you took the time to drive down here, and not even in, in your electric car, because it's, it's you had an accident with it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, fucking deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're from Canada, you know what I'm talking about. Deers get in your way, right? They, they just exactly. jump in front of you and say, cuckoo, I'm here, and... Funny enough, they're they seem to be more solid than most cars. Uh, I, I've seen a Hino truck get yeah. pretty bashed up from from hitting a deer. So yeah, exactly. But I had nothing, so that's that's. Yeah, that's you're good. You're okay. He's All probably right. better. So than that me. cast you have on your hand is is uh, is something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not related. All right. Thank you so much, Robin. My pleasure. And uh, if anybody wants to work with you, uh, how can we reach you? Can you? Uh, there's email, there's phone, there's uh, my website, there's a lot of things. Oh, your website. Yeah. What's your website yeah. address? It's uh, rproductiond.com. So you have a few gigs of mine uh, on it. You have my information to reach me, and I need to update it because it's not up to date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, I did that to make sure, like, people can reach me just 
for question or for everything and okay yeah. is that is that production with an s or without uh, an production s? with an s yeah. with an s so that's r productions d.com exactly wonderful robin thank you once again it's mm. been a great pleasure my pleasure thanks and to you inviting me all right take care <laughs>